Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, seasonals of all ages. Hey, it's me, Joey. Before we get into the first episode of the Seasonals podcast for the new year featuring Sam Forbes, I want to say this is the first episode that I recorded remotely, so the audio is a little different. I think it's still good, though. Also, we have the Seasonals Quarterly Magazine that's coming out. Start getting mailed soon. You can find it on our website, theseasonals.com, in the shop. We're looking for independent bookstores that might want to carry it. So if you have a favorite, email us or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Also, if you do happen to buy the magazine in the comments box when you purchase it, write podcast, and I will personally put a seasonal sticker in with the magazine when we mail it to you. That's it. Let's get to the episode. I think someone who really pushes their boundaries and is willing to, is just kind of willing to leave everything behind and go try something new you know some you, you have some seasonals who come back and do the same thing most of the seasonals i met it was their first time ever doing something like this i feel like out of all the people i've met they're really the people that can live in the moment and just really experience life as it is this is the Seasonals Podcast, a show where we talk to people living the seasonal lifestyle. We take an in-depth look at the decision points they've encountered along the way. I am here with Sam Forbes. Sam spent this last summer in Ketchikan, Alaska as a zipline guide. How are we doing, Sam? I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day here in Denison, Texas, so I'm ready. <laughs> you just graduated from college. What was your degree in? And which college did you go to? I don't, I don't think I know that either. I actually graduated from the prestigious University of Texas Tech in Lubbock, Texas. I uh, got my degree in management information systems, so it was definitely a journey, but I'm finally at the end. And how did you decide on management information systems? I don't know. I just, ever since I was younger, I just kind of always had a passion for technology and it just was something that was always, you know, I was kind of drawn to. And especially like with video games, I'd I got sucked into video games and stuff like that when I was really young. And that was kind of where I was headed at the beginning of my degree. And then just kind of was like, well, maybe this is one of those things where I should keep it as a hobby and not as a job, you know? What are the three video games you've put the most time into? Um, well, the the one at the very top, I'm sure most people can relate to this a lot, is definitely League of Legends. Okay. What was, uh, what was your main sunk- Ooh, Cho'Gath. Cho'Gath and Heimerdinger. <laughs> That's I, so funny. So I, before we started, I was telling you about my friend Steven, and he, he was an MIS major too. So his main, whenever we play, was Cho'Gath also. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I just, I, there's, there's something about Cho'Gath, just being able to nom people and just make them disappear was just so satisfying, you know? Right. Being a character that, eats other characters and gets bigger like how do you go wrong <laughs> so what about yeah, the other 
Um, so the other two games, I'm trying to think. If we're going to go old school and, like, just in my childhood was definitely Super Smash Bros. Like, you could never go wrong with that, you know? Smart. Endless hours of entertainment. That That was definitely... And then, I guess, in more recent times, I've sunk a lot of time. I'm, I guess, recently, my, I mean, my tastes have changed as I've grown older. You know, it used to be like Call of Duty and all those FPS shooters, but now I'm more of like a strategy, big, you know, grand campaign type things. And so I've sunk a lot of time into Total War, um, Warhammer. It's like a, you build an army in a a country basically and just it's it's really interesting so is it a real-time strategy yeah uh well it it's it's an interesting combination of like sort of like risk but then when you move your units to go fight someone else it then brings you onto the battlefield and you can control your army so it's definitely sort of world domination-esque really really fun so this summer you did zipline guiding you had been going to college in lubbock you're from texas right yeah okay you're going to college in texas and you decide to go to alaska to be a zipline guide how did that decision come about well it was just kind of one of those things where you know how you have some ideas in your head you're like you know that would be kind of cool but you never really pulled the trigger on it it was just one of those things where everyone else that i knew was going and getting an internship at some desk job and that just didn't really sound that appealing to me it's like i know that this might be the best decision for me as far as a career would go but i just don't want that right now and i was like you know what my sister's living in Alaska right now. Uh, she's told me about seasonal jobs. I'm just going to do that for the summer. And it, it it didn't end up being one of those things where it's, I think I could do that. I was just like, I'm going to do that. You know, it just was kind of out of, on a whim, just like, I'm going to be a zipline guide. Let's do it. And how did you find the job and apply for it? I believe my sister recommended coolworks.com. It's kind of like just a bunch of different seasonal jobs across the United States. And, um, that's where I had found it. And I, I think she had also mentioned, um, that she knew a couple people over at that uh, zipline company. And so I was like, you know what, I'll shoot on my resume and see how things go. And they were like, yep, Sam Forbes, you're in. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think one of the, <laughs> the biggest draws on my resume was that I was in mixed martial arts. You know, it's one of those things where it's a little bit of a stretch because I hadn't competed or, you know, worked out in almost a year. <laughs> so <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I was in MMA. And the guy called me, he's like, yes, you're in MMA. You're in pretty good shape. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> So, yeah, you get a, you get hired, you get up there. What was the summer like? Well, I will say that the very first moment I stepped onto the site and like, you know, everyone, there's been a bunch of guides who have already been there for a while. I step up there and, and, and get the understand that I've never lived outside of Texas my entire life. So I've, you know, this is insane to me. I'm picking out my life, moving it to someplace else. The feeling that I had when I first walked up to all those people was instant regret. 
I was just like, this is the worst mistake of my life. What am I doing? I'm in Alaska. But as the summer went on, it just, it's gone down as, you know, one of the best, one of the better decisions I've made in my life. And I met a lot of really amazing people like yourself. And just, I have a lot of amazing connections and just unforgettable memories from my experience there. So why did you have regret in the beginning? I I mean, I deal a little bit with social anxiety and stuff. And I was like, oh God, all these people I don't know, they're already such good friends. Like, what if I'm not accepted here? And it's just me, you know, by myself, just working this entire summer. And I was just like, oh God, this is just terrible. (laughs) I can kind of see that. The zipline... ACA does have a lot of employees and going in a little later, meeting everybody that's already friends. That's, that's one of the toughest uh, social situations I think is when everybody else knows each other, but you don't know anybody. Yeah. And it's, it's easy for them to kind of team up on you and be like, well, that guy's kind of weird. And kind of that group effect of just like, yeah, that guy was kind of weird. Like, let's not talk to him. I'm just, you know, you just get inside your head. So what was, what was the job like once you started working and got trained and all that stuff? So it was definitely half and half really enjoyable, but also could be very stressful. I mean, it was incredible just ziplining for my job and meeting some really cool people. My job environment was in the freaking national forest, ziplining through trees, which was absolutely incredible. But on the same note, it was still a business and they still, there was still, you know, hundreds of people coming through the zip lines a day. You had to have your tour be like an hour, hour and a half. And if you're getting, I mean, half of our clientele was these old people. So you get old, old Jimmy (laughs) who can barely even stand and you have to take this man ziplining it. It gets real frustrating real quick. It definitely (laughs) was stressful. What was the day that you finished and you were like, I don't even know if I want to do this ever (laughs) in particular? Oh, yes. There's this... uh, this lady named Monica from New Jersey, super high energy. That's all you had to say. All the New Jersey tourists yeah. are always <laughs> every every person up there knows if they're say they're from New Jersey, it's over. You know what kind of? Yeah, she's thing. like, she's like, I'm from Jersey. I'm like, oh god, oh no. And like, you split your groups at the very beginning. So I was like praying to the zipline gods. I was like, please don't let her be in my group. Please don't let her be in my group. And then when she was in my group, she just lets out this huge scream and just starts going nuts. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. And what so was screaming about? she was just so hyped about everything. Like she's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's, I'm so ready to zip line, you know, all this stuff. And then of course we have like a practice zip line and she goes to the practice zip line is again screaming her head off not in joy this time but of absolute terror (laughs) so (laughs) just and it's like this the entire tour like and and we tell our guests we're like you know we can have fun out here but we cannot you know be screaming like we're tarzan out here because we have 
walking tours going on down below us. You know, we have to be respectful of them and scare off the wildlife and stuff. But Monica, oh, Monica did not care. We we continued to go through the course screaming on every single line. And she thought it was necessary at the end of every zip line to hug me that she had made it across. So not only does she scream in my ear the entire time, but she hugs me at the end of every zip line, which I'm just like, all right, Monica, we got to gotta move on. <laughs> and so we had a zip line that our longest one was like 700 feet. And so, of course, Monica's, you know, shitting bricks that she has to do this 700 foot zip line. And a big thing about that, the longest zip line is you have to really make sure you're aerodynamic so you make it all the way across. And Monica was a small lady. So we were sure to drive it home to her that she needed to be aerodynamic to make it across. Well, of course, she didn't listen. And (laughs) so I'm on the other side receiving her, you know, she's coming in and she doesn't make it. She, she's, you know, a couple, couple yards out and we always scream at the guests. We're like, Hey, just grab on, grab onto the line and you won't drift back to the middle. And I yell, I start yelling. I'm like, Monica, grab the line. And she's just like, and just, Start sliding back. Let's go for handlebars and slides all the way back out to the middle. And then she just starts screaming. She's like, Sam, come save me. Get me down from here. And just just absolutely loses her damn mind. She's, you know, screaming her head off in the middle of the line. There's the the bear walking tour is going on down below us. So she's making the biggest commotion ever and everyone's stopping what they're doing. And their big crowd gathers and, and is watching me, you know, go to rescue her. So I got a clip on the line. I go out there to rescue her and mind you just before this, I had to rescue another person. So this is my second rescue back to back on the same line, on the same tour. And so I'm already exhausted. <laughs> I'm already done with Monica's shit at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out there and she's screaming in my ear as I'm trying to work my way back up the zip line. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I hate this. Get me down. And then we get towards the end and, you know, I'm exhausted. It's been a long day. This is my third tour. I just rescued another person. I'm I'm done. And I have like a yard left, which felt like eternity. And she's there yelling in my ear. She's like, 10 more feet, Sam. Nine more feet, Sam. Eight more feet. And I'm just like, I want to drop this off the zip line like so mad. Like, <laughs> like, oh God. It was. And so it it still goes on at this point we are super behind on time like extremely behind so i call into my manager i'm i'm done i'm just like hey man we're late send us help like right now like we need some people to get us through here so they send us some supervisors actually like one of the ones who taught me everything i knew on the zip line and so monica gets up to him he's like all right i'm going to strap you in and She's like, no, 
she's like, I don't want you to strap me in. Like, I don't trust you. She's like, I trust Sam. He's, he's the one who's been giving me the tour. <laughs> my, my supervisor will just gives me like this bewildered look like is this lady serious <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm like monica like this is the guy who taught me everything i know about zip lining and she's like i still don't trust him he hasn't he hasn't hugged me or you know just uh and and then, uh, yeah, so finally we get convince her that it's all right for Will to send her zip lining. And, and then uh, we, I guess, got through the rest without any events or I might have, you know, blocked them off in my memory. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that by far was the, the uh, most memorable and worst zip lining tour of my life. <laughs> So the real question is, uh, how much did she tip you? Nothing. No, what? Absolutely what? nothing. Oh, New Jersey tourist. Yeah. She oh. gave me a pat on the back, said, thank you. I'm never going ziplining again. And I said, good, because I'm not taking ziplining again ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was that's the job. What uh, what about the? Because you had never done a seasonal job before, and no. you're going into a a place where it's kind of like uh, you know, it's mecca. What about the culture among seasonals that you got into, like the the friend groups and the what everybody was doing after work and all that stuff? So just like everyone you meet at a seasonal job is just they're cool, you know. Like they, they just have so much going on in their life outside of the seasonal job. Like you have hikers, mountain climbers, just so many artistic and amazing people. No, no day after work is the same. Like you'll just have someone say, Hey, you know, this sounds really fun. Let's do this. And everyone's like, heck yeah, let's all go. And just so many different fun things that we would do from camping to hiking, whatever mountain um and then just you know someone would come up with some crazy drinking game or something that we would all do um it just it was always changing and always you know entertaining what were some of the activities that you like doing the most like were you more of a hiker or a fisher or trying to get out on the water or under the water or um i definitely enjoyed hiking the most i never really got into the whole fishing uh, thing I I really did want to go out fishing, but no one ever really you know wanted to go out and do that. So I would say that hiking was the most enjoyable. But I did go out in the water a lot, which I had never really done before, um, and that was that was a lot of fun. We rented a skiff and you know kind of just bounced between islands and just explored. And then I went kayaking several times. Those two activities were definitely something I enjoyed, you know, a big inspiration for me to leave Texas because we absolutely have no hiking here. Like it's non-existent. <laughs> so. Well, it sounds like you had a good summer. Oh yeah. It was, it was, like I said, it, it was definitely one of the most life-changing experiences of my life, you know, just something that I always look back on and be like, you made a last minute decision to go do this and look at how it turned out. So when you say life changing, how do you think this summer of seasonal life will affect your life in the future? 
I just think that it will it will allow me to just do things that I never really thought I could ever do. It's it just is one of those times where you go and do something and you're like, there's a lot out in this world other than what I have in my life. You know, it's it's so easy to get caught in those ruts of just doing the same thing every day, the same things every day to the point where they're not even enjoyable anymore. And you just get stuck doing the same things. And I was just, like I said, last minute decision, I go to Alaska and experience things that I never would have experienced before. And it's just goes to show that if you just trust your instincts and go do something crazy, that it just, I don't know, it just changes how you look at things. Do you think you would suggest maybe dipping into the seasonal lifestyle or grabbing a seasonal job to other college students or kids oh, right out of high school or oh absolutely i like for months that when i came back every person i talked to like i'm i'm ta- I'm telling you every person i talked to i was just like hey you should get a seasonal job <laughs> like <laughs> i was just like coolworks.com check it out like almost i i guarantee almost every person i talked to in that in the first couple months i was back i just i was like you need to do this like honestly like if if i ever have kids or something like even more so i feel like than college i'm gonna be like i just want you to whatever place you want to go to i want you to go there maybe work for the summer or just live there for a couple months you know just experience something new it it just like i said shows you that the world is much bigger than what we experience every day that's a great way of putting it i think you've got the college degree now what uh what are the job opportunities look for like for you what are you what are you applying for so a lot of like database management and um a lot of software stuff. Everyone's really, all the companies nowadays are really pressing, working in things and projects. And they have this methodology called um, system development life cycle that everyone on every single job I've looked at, they're all about system development life cycle and agile, getting projects done in a communicative manner and all this different stuff. It's definitely one of those things where I'm like, I'm just going to give it a try. Um, not sure if I'm it's really what I want to do, but you know, I got this four year degree, so got to give it a chance at least. I think your earning potential is probably best in a field that uses your degree. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a lucrative uh, field for sure. But I mean, I know that we, We've talked about this several times, but you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's not necessarily about the money. I'm for the first year or two, you know, I might, you know, tough it out, and it's it's always nice to have, you know, a financial blanket for you, you know, just a lot of money saved up to go out and do those, you know, fun things and really pursue your passions. So I might look into doing something like that, you know, just if if it's really miserable, just tough it out for the first couple years and just have some money saved up to go try different things and find something that's my passion. I think that's probably a good way of looking at it. In like two sentences, how would you define a seasonal? 
I think someone who really pushes their boundaries and is willing to, is just kind of willing to leave everything behind and go try something new. You know, some, you, you have some seasonals who come back and do the same thing. Most of the seasonals I met, it was their first time ever doing something like this. I feel like out of all the people I've met, they're really the people that can live in the moment and just really experience life as it is. In you, in two sentences, what would you say a seasonal? Old, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring it around. Um, yeah. well, the know, I say, um, because there's there's definitely a change of location. And it's dependent on a time, right? Just a season. Yeah. Um, or at least a job. I think along with that goes a mindset. And that's kind of the part where like the magazine and the website and the podcast all comes in. It's like feeding the hunger of that seasonal mindset. So I would yeah. say a seasonal is a person that tries to take on a new challenge in either a new location or a new job. And goes at it uh, looking forward to all the new things that they'll experience and all the new people and cultures. And they try to get wrapped up in it. They try to take some piece of that with them when they go to the next one. I, yeah, that's, that was much better way of putting it than that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think about these things more often, you know. Yeah, that's, that's fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, I'd, I definitely feel like seasonals, like, out of all the people I met, they work and play the hardest. When they're in the seasonal job, they go 100% at it and they live that for the entire season. So yeah, I, I definitely, definitely your definition is spot on for sure. Well, Sam, it's been great having you on the podcast. Um, it was wonderful having you up there this summer and I wish you the best of luck in everything you do. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. That's it. That's the episode. The seasonals are Kelly Mogg, Ryan Deininger, me, Joey Ravinsky. The theme song by Ryan Deininger, Joe Williams, Louis Leva, Chappie, Thomas Hamilton. Follow us on Instagram at the seasonals underscore. Like us on Facebook. Listen to our next episode. That's it. We're out. Yeah.